Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Osiris. are live. This is the Helping Friendly Podcast. I'm Megan. It's just me today. I'm holding down the fort. RJ is away with his family and Brian and Jonathan are out in Colorado running all of these amazing in-person events, a few of which there is still time to make it to. So if you're in Denver, you can do that and I'll tell you about those in a little bit. So it's just me today. But don't worry. I have two amazing guests here. I've got some veteran guests, people who have been on the show before and are out in dicks and are going to fill us in on the vibe and tell us all about what it was like to be there with the rain delay, the naked guy. First night, they're going to give it to us all. We have Matt Higgins today and Jen Moore, and I'm super excited that they're here and grateful that they came on with me to talk through these first two nights of dicks. 
So one thing I want to remind you to do before we get started is please subscribe to Osiris Media on Apple for HFPod Premium. You can get access to ad-free content and just really fun, meandering conversations that you like if you like the HFPod or maybe you don't, but hopefully you do. And you can get more of that if you subscribe. It's also a great way to support us. It costs $4.99 a month, which is probably less than you pay for things you don't really like. And we really appreciate it. So please do that. You can also support us by buying some of our new merch. We have new Helping Friendly Podcast t-shirts. They're super cool. And if you wear one and tag us, maybe we can give you a shout out on the pod. So please do that and support us. It's a great way to support the pod. And now that it is Dick's Weekend, we can also pick up where we left off in our partnership with Passion House Coffee. As you know, here at Osiris, we are powered by so many things. We're powered by music, of course. We're powered by friendship, very long text conversations, and of course, coffee. We're always drinking Passion House Coffee. And now we have our very own blend. It's called the Ocean of Osiris. So please visit passionhousecoffee.com. You're going to get some of this and other coffee today. You can use the code OSIRIS. You're going to get free shipping on every order. We also have a contest a lot of you probably know about. We've been running all summer long. And each time Fish plays an ocean song, you can tag Osiris Pod and Passion House Coffee and use the hashtag Ocean of Osiris. And we are going to send you some free coffee. And we actually have a winner today. And our winner today is Flat Skin McGee. I like that name. Uh, Me and Bobby McGee is my favorite Janis Joplin song. It's not her song, but a song that she covered. So um, I like that name. So congrats, Flat Skin McGee. We'll be sending you some Ocean of Osiris. We also are partnering with Cannabis Depot this summer to do a lot of fun things from the lot. And I know I was talking to Jen, our guest, before we went live, and she was able to make it to one of these events yesterday. And on Wednesday, Brian and Jonathan hosted an incredible event with Taper's Choice, Night Zero in Denver. They did some music and conversation. I know lots of HF Pod listeners were there. There was also a bassist from a band that you might know there, which is pretty cool. And they've been on lot every day with the Wook Plus crew, with Scott Marks, with Benji Eisen, with all kinds of people that you know. And today at 3.45 to 5.15, they are going to be on lot. HFPod and Osiris is collaborating with the Mockingbird Foundation and the Public Philosophy Journal. So Dr. Stephanie Jenkins and Reed Mashevsky are going to be guiding a discussion about the healing power of music and lots of other things. They're going to have people from free there all kinds of different people. So if you're on lot, check it out on Shakedown. And we're also going to be partnering with Section 119 to give away a bunch of stuff. Sunset Lake is going to be there with lots of CBD. And Cannabis Depot is also going to be there with their partners, Yeti Farm, Evo Lab, Caviar, Munchies, and Harmony Extracts. And just as a reminder, Cannabis Depot is Colorado's favorite dispensary, offering flour from top growers in the state. Customers love their mid-shelf bud, their ounces, Full ounces are $49, and they also provide themselves, provide, excuse me, the best deals in Colorado. You can get eight grams of concentrate concentrate for $60, $29 for ground flour ounces, and four one-gram carts for only $80. So check them out. You can check them out in Pueblo, West Pueblo, and also there's a new store opening up in Boulder. And you can visit them online at CannabisDepot.com. 
So before we bring our guests on and get into the vibe of the show, I just wanted to tell you about a special night that I had last night. I was able to take my daughter to her first concert, and it was just a really emotional experience for me because seeing her experience live music, something that has been so important for me, it was just incredible to see that through her eyes and to see her kind of really get it for the first time. So I just want to say, if you haven't taken your kid to a show and you're thinking about doing it, I would do it. And now I'm really tempted to bring them to fish. I've been kind of keeping it to myself, but maybe it's time to share the love. We'll see. All right. I'm going to bring on our guests now. We have Matt Higgins is here. And Howdy. morning. Hey, guys. How's it morning. going? How are you? Great. How are you both doing? Feeling, you know, it's two nights in, but feeling, uh, feeling ready for for another one. We yeah, got, yeah. You know, we, we uh, got a little free shower last night, but uh, yeah, now nah, feeling good. I know you're only halfway through the run now. Usually, you'd only have one night left, so you're only halfway through. So exciting! Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? And uh, but um, the shows have been so energizing. It hasn't. It doesn't really matter. You know, like I was up early. I woke. I set an alarm so I wouldn't miss this today. <laughs> and you Thank know, you. I, and I and I woke up before the alarm. You know, it's just the. Um, I, I just can't get over the music and everything else. I'm sure we'll talk about it. Yeah, the energy is something that I've really that's really come across even from not being there. The energy just seems so good. I mean. Everybody talks about dicks and the energy there. And I think that I was reading um, Stephanie Jenkins' review on fish.net of the first night, and she was saying she called it a homecoming. And I think it seems like it really is that way. And it seems like a, people feel have this sense of ownership of, of dicks in a way that we do with MSG, right? Or some of these other kind of storied venues. Matt, you're nodding. You see what I was you agree? Put <laughs> the words right out of my mouth, Megan. It's It really is that homecoming feeling. You, walk around you see, I mean, you see the familiar, familiar faces at every stop around, but when it's at Dick's, it's kind of like the we're back sense. And it's just a big, like you said, homecoming. Uh, it, it, and you know, for anybody that's been to Dick's, you know, it has that festival vibe. I know there's no longer camping, but it really is just that happy, just we're here last weekend of the summer. Let's blow it off enjoy each other, enjoy the music and, uh, two nights in and the, uh, the reputation still stands. Yeah, it is. It's really like, uh, having a family reunion of some sorts, you know, and because it's so big, so many people can be here. And because it's in the middle of the country, it's not like, you know, sometimes on the East coast, you know, MSG, you get everybody from everywhere, but, um, and Vegas, but it is really nice. It's nice to see everyone. That's so great. So let's get into, I think what we'll do is kind of break it up by night since there's so much to talk about. We can talk about night one first and then night two. So let's talk about the vibe of the show for night one. This is sponsored by Section 119. They are the premier apparel brand where many fans shop to represent their favorite band in their everyday life. Sophisticated designs, epic quality. They offer donut-inspired button-down shirts, board shorts, dry-fit polos, and hoodies. I just got some really cool t-shirts with some logos that are um, lyrics that they're doing now, which are awesome. I've been wearing a lot my thin kind of lightweight hoodie a lot too. And they have some new ones that are gray with like a, a light blue donut, which are pretty cool. So check those out. You can use the code SUMMER22 for a 20% discount on your next purchase. So score 20% off your next order with SUMMER22 at section119.com. So 
Jenny, why don't you start us off and tell us kind of a little bit about what it was like night one, <laughs> the vibes we were heading in. Well, I actually had a really long day that day. I live in Burlington, Vermont, and my kids started school on Wednesday, and so I didn't want to leave that night. So I traveled day of show, which is, is very stressful uh, just to think about all the possibilities. I always do it. It's the worst. So, so it, you know, so I took the first flight out of Burlington, which is at 5, 10 a.m. in Burlington. So I got oh, up at 3 no. to get to the airport and do all of that stuff. And, uh, you know, yesterday my son had started high school the day before. So it was, it had been a busy week. Uh, but my flight, I, my flights went off without a hitch. I got here. I landed 45 minutes early. I was in Denver local time at like 1030 in the morning. Um, so, you know, the first day is always really errandy, you know, like you have to see this person, pick up this thing, get some food delivery to the hotel, meet up with all your friends. Everyone's still arriving. It's, it, it, so there's always a lot going on, but it's, it's just so much nice, like excitement, you know, everyone's really excited. And even though you've had this really long day, you don't care because there's fish at the end of it. So, uh, so I think the vibe was pretty, uh, pretty joyous when I got to the lot, I got to the lot early. I had, I did not have floors, but I did not have early entry. So I just found a group, my group of friends and, uh, you know, we waited in that chaos for a little bit in the heat. It was very hot, uh, but it didn't seem to drain anyone's energy. Everyone is, you know, pretty stoked to be here. And it was a really nice vibe inside. Uh, like Matt was saying earlier, you know, it's like a really, it's a family event. You know, it's like seeing all these people from all over and, you know, the people that you expected to see and then the people that you didn't even realize you remembered, you know, so, and meeting new people. So, uh yeah, it was, it was a warm and pretty excitable vibe for me the first night before the show. That's great. How about you, Matt? Yeah, same thing. Uh, luckily, the way, and Jen, when you mentioned day of show travel, you, uh, <sighs> I, I, I can't do it. And luckily, the really? way worked out. I don't have a choice. You know, I've got I like don't a, either. Like, and I, I know. I'm flying Sometimes out. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes Monday. you just don't. Monday, I'm flying out 6 a.m. Monday morning. But like, because yeah. I had to, I had to squeeze it in. It's worth it though. Keep going. It's worth That's it. Totally, it's totally. It's totally yeah. the way I roll. So it's, it's annoying, but you got to do it. Sometimes. I'm I'm home in Vermont in my own bed at one in the afternoon. So you know that works. Yeah. You get the light at the end of the tunnel, but yeah. So <laughs> I I know what you mean though. When you get here and you have to say the hi to this group, go see these people. Luckily, mm -hmm. I got all my pleasantries out of the way on Wednesday. So Day zero. I woke up Thursday. It was, uh, it was go time, but yeah, it's a, uh, and you know, for me personally, it really is a little bit of a homecoming. We have a group of, you know, a dozen, 15 of us that uh, go to Dex every year and half of them I'm from the East coast, Baltimore. Um, and yeah, Vermont East coast also. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, half of us went to college together and, uh, a lot of them live here now. So, uh, you know, this, these are their only shows of the year and every year that we come, it's, you know, really a big homecoming, but, uh, yeah, it was just a lot of excitement. Uh, again, just seeing friends that I haven't seen in a year and, a lot of other friends who, you know, haven't seen fish since MSG earlier this year. So they were excited to get back into it. But uh, yeah, there's not much more to expand on other than uh, just we got to lot early the first day as we usually do uh, first day of a run because, you know, we're just so excited and we always like to get our, our sea legs under us. Um, but yeah, it's just a Dick's. Dix and MSG are always circled on our calendar. If we're not going to yeah. make it to any other runs, uh, 
it's we we try to make this and you know i hate i hate this this term but dix is vibey yeah for sure there are some dicks are vibey are magic, for sure right <laughs> dicks In are general. totally dicks are totally vibey <laughs> exactly and there's four yeah. of them this year <laughs> oh my god i know four dicks that's a lot yeah, I think that any time also that you get to a place that in the tour when they haven't played West Coast at all and then you go out to Denver, you know, there's a lot of people that haven't seen shows all summer that are just raring to go. And yeah. I think that contributes to that energy. Yeah, my, my, friends, my friends that are staying with live in California, you know, and so last year they got like all of those shows in the fall. Yeah. All of them. And I can't – I just – I can only do this – I can only do the flight thing so many times a year, you know. and yeah. So I didn't go, you know, and they were like going to all these shows and I was having so much FOMO. And then these are their first shows, like you were saying, um, right. of this year because they they live in California. Yeah, I, I lucked out. I, I, I've been in, I've been living in L.A. the last five and a half years. So Sweet. I was there for the fall and was able to do that. And I moved back east just for a, for a summer tour. No, but it, it happened to work out like that. Well done, Matt. <laughs> You've got it in both ways. I love it. Well, let's get into the show. Let's do um, highlights from set one. This set reads Sand into Down with Disease into Son of a Mule. Then we've got Ocelot, Heavy Things, Axela, The Good One, Part Two, Back on the Train, into Theme, into Blaze On. So, Matt, what were your highlights from set one? Set one, uh, you know, I really loved the disease, bef but before I get into that, you know, uh, I got to say, I know that sand's been on a pretty tight rotation this summer, but golly, it's as, it's as great of a show opener. And uh, especially for a four night run, you know, sometimes the band likes to open up with, you know, a slower one, try to ease into it. And maybe, uh, you know, they've been known in the last, couple years to even debut songs in the opening slot but uh which mm -hmm. is always great but for such a four night run and you know the excitement that we've all been talking about to open up with a with a sand kind of just punch you in the face everybody knows it everybody starts dancing it's really uh you know buckle your seatbelts you know we're we're on it because also you sometimes hear of like oh the band likes to warm up for a set or maybe the first night they're using as a warm up which i think is ridiculous but mm -hmm. this kind of you know lets everybody know that you know that's that's not going to be the case at least tonight but uh yeah absolutely i was just looking actually and it's you know it rarely opens set one it opens set two a fair amount but it opened a randall's island show i saw in 2014 they just opened one. up i think uh merryweather night one this past summer merryweather yeah mm -hmm. so but it's not super common as right. a set one open. so it's kind of fun that they're continuing to mix up the set list like that Right. And then, uh, you know, to go into disease as well, again, just a one, two punch and a lot these one, two punches, you know, uh, that really hit a lot of times they, I feel like they set that up for the second set and just what you were saying, Megan, to, you know, open a set one like that. It just, it tells everybody that, you know, game on and, uh, you know, to, to even go in the spaces that they did, you know, disease wasn't some 25 minute jam, but they seemed locked it locked in from from the get go. I don't know about you, Jen. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely game on, like you said, when Sand opens the show, you know. And you know, to your point also about 
you know, folks always saying in advance, well, it'll be the first show. It's probably going to be a warm up, And it really does mm-hmm. completely set the tone. Like, hey, we're not, we're just letting you know we prepared. Uh, so that's really nice. And, you know, it was you know, like 25 minutes, the first two songs of the first set. I was like, this bodes pretty well for the whole weekend. And also taking two really big, like possible second set openers out of the rotation immediately in the first set, the first day. Okay. I'm ready. Buckle up. Buckle up. Buckle up, kids. Buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> what stood out to me about that opener was just sand immediately sounded, you know, super funky in the intro. And then Trey just sounded really relaxed and delicate. I felt he was playing really, really cleanly, like right off the bat. And the cool ending, both unfinished sand and down with disease. So you could see they're already feeling pretty playful and kind of loose, which I think is just like bodes really well for the whole weekend. But I thought the beginning of the set was super strong and I really liked it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I also really liked – I thought the axilla was like a good kind of energizer to the middle of the set. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, okay, we're like back in this thing in a a strong way. I know some people I've talked about kind of the more of like a shuffle playlist feeling to this first set, but – I thought it was really fun. And what was the reception? It seemed like everyone was having a great time that I talked to that was there that first set. Yeah. I I mean, it, you know, it's, I I don't know who has a bad time at a fish show. (laughs) It's true. You know, like if you're having a bad time at the fish show, like you should just like, you know, take a deep breath, take a deep breath and and let let yourself enjoy it. But actually it's interesting, right? Because people bitch about some of the songs like in the middle, um, like heavy things, you know, but I had Mm -hmm. actually, interestingly enough, talked to a friend right before the show who's been having, you know, some like real life stuff happening that's been hard. And so when they played heavy things, it made me think of him. And so I think there's opportunity to take uh, goodness from all moments of a fish show, you know, no, even if it's not um, what you would have planned or what you would have picked. Absolutely. I also really liked the back on the train too. Awesome yeah. peak. Yeah. 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 Really, was, really good. It, good playing. It was really fantastic. And the blaze on was also a really nice way to end the set. You know, we're in Colorado. Uh, you know, we live in the future. So I flew in from Vermont and I landed here at 1030 and at 12.30, I was at my hotel and a nice person brought me like my cannabis order for the weekend. You know, we're in Colorado. So they, you have to play, you have to play Blaze On. Yeah. Um, and Trey said it's legal, right? Just it's legal. It's, everybody. it's legal. You know, it's, um, we live in the future. <laughs> Yeah. Did Trey and say Jonathan that? Hart is listening. Yeah, he said <laughs> he did. Yeah, on. yeah, he, he like, says it's, on. it's, it's legal. legal. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. You can hear it very clearly on well, the live fish. And it definitely, I think too, like coming from the East Coast, like I grew up on the East Coast and saw most of my early shows there. And I lived out here for a little while. Uh, so I uh, saw a lot of shows on the West Coast too. And there's very different vibes. And when you arrive in Colorado and the vibe in Dix is like, excited but really chill too and i'm sure a lot of it has to do with the fact that i can get you know a cannabis drop off at my hotel at any time (laughs) at any time i want you know it's um it's pretty fun good vibes for Mm -hmm. sure for sure jonathan hart is listening hey jonathan hi jonathan having the best time in colorado um and he said that set one had a lot of 1.0 and we loved it yes Mm -hmm. 
And, uh, and I, I got to meet Jonathan yesterday. I, nice. yeah, I met Jonathan and Brian yesterday. I was supposed to be there enough early enough to, to chat with them yesterday, but I had some transportation, um, shenanigans. I was driving over, I took a cab with Leah Taylor, who does the embodied groove podcast, who oh, I think yeah. was on, who I think was on with you guys a couple days ago. Um, she's a friend of a friend and she's also staying here and I knew she had to be there early and the cab was just slow and she was doing her own thing that was starting at 420 live. You know, she, she leads, um, she leads movement and dance, uh, you know, uh, for spiritual and mental health. Um, if you want to check out embodied groove ever, uh, but anyway, she was supposed to be there and it was so important for us to get her there, you know, because she had an actual obligation, right. but, but anyway, <laughs> I waited and I listened, everybody, uh, should come to the lot and see the helping friendly podcast online, like in person. It's really fun. They had the guy who does Trey's guitar rig on yesterday. And I love, I love Fish's music, but I don't really know anything, uh, the technicalities of it, you know? And so it's really nice to sit and listen to someone who understands all of the things that are actually happening that you're hearing and to learn a little bit about it. So that was, that was cool. So anyway, hi, Jonathan. Good to see you yesterday. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks for the plug, Jen. You're welcome. Yeah, so let's get into set two here. It reads Possum, Into Twist, Into Ruby Waves, Into Don't Doubt Me, Into A Wave of Hope, Into The Howling, Into Piper, and the Encore's Harry Hood. I really loved the second set, so I'm really excited to hear what you thought about it. Oh, the Ruby Waves, uh, Ruby Waves, Don't Doubt Me. The whole thing was phenomenal. I love Possum. It's such a hoedown song. You know, like there's no yeah. way, there's no way you're not just moving during possum. It's so fun. And, but for me, that Ruby waves don't doubt me is just uh, an extraordinary piece of musicianship and composition. It's, it's extraordinary. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exciting moment. This is the first time a sci-fi soldier song has been jammed out mm-hmm. and they're really the third time it's played. I think don't doubt me and mm-hmm. perfect placement, right? Like just the perfect spot. It's they're so really perfect. figuring out where these sci-fi soldier songs go. And it's so clear. They love playing them. They sound like they're having so much fun during that song. Yeah. Don't doubt me too. I have to say that song sounds like it came out of some 1980s death metal concert that yeah. <laughs> pulsating rhythm just, and it's one of those two because it's still so new where a lot of people, you know, turn around like, what is this? What is this? And five minutes later, everybody is just in the same, you know, it doesn't even matter if they know it or not, but uh, yeah, that don't doubt me was incredible. But going back to just the set opener, uh, like you mentioned, Jen, the possum, you know, thinking back to set one, it's just another callback of, all right, game on. There, there are no warm-up songs. There's, We're not going to give you guys time to breathe. It's lights down. Game on. Up. Yep, game on. Game on. Um, and then but they go into uh, Twist, which, you know, had a really cool uh, outer space quality to it, which I feel Twist doesn't always get to. So uh, that was fun. But like you mentioned, Jen, that Ruby Waves was just really, really incredible. And I think, you know, you mentioned, Megan, a lot of Trey's clean playing in the second set. Mm-hmm. Almost immediately, around like five minutes into that Ruby Waves, Trey lays onto his effects and really just kind of jams around them with the, you know, throwing the delay on. And uh, I, I I loved it. And it just kind of seamlessly 
went into, uh, not in terms of much of a segue, but kind of keeping that jam theme going into that Don't Doubt Me. It was just an absolute dance party. Well, and the other thing, too, about the ghost songs, right? Like the ghost, when Trey did Ghost of the Forest, um, my mom had died like a year before, a year and a half before that album came out. And so it was really um, quite helpful to have that music as a, as a, as a guide and a coping mechanism, you know, like I've, Mm -hmm. I always like fish is like my safe place. And so uh, it was hard to know at that, like early on with ghosts, if what songs from ghosts would make it to the fish rotation. And I remember pretty early on, a lot of people talking about Ruby waves. And Mm -hmm. so as, as the one that, and the, I actually spent a lot of time the previous week listening to the Ruby waves from earlier in the summer. I don't consistently listen every day. Um, I want to take the time to listen to the show. And if my regular day is going on and I have to work and I have to get kids out of the house and stuff, I don't, I just want to be able to listen to it in whole, but I listened to the Ruby waves from Atlantic city has been on rotation for me now. So good. So good. It's just, um, it's just such, it's just, just a modern exploration of the opportunities they have with each other uh, to play music together. And it's a really nice in- interpretation of, of that music. But yeah, the Ruby waves. And so my friend, my friend Ivy has these stickers. Maybe you'll see them. They're pink and they say, don't doubt me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they say, what does it say? It says, we're, um, we're, I'm a mature lady that tours, right? Because we're all in our forties oh now. I one of these. I'll get you one. <laughs> I, I have a source. I have a source. And so okay, it's really funny. Uh, we're all wearing, we've been wearing those stickers. So the don't doubt me felt ep- epic too, because my friend made a sticker, you know, about it. That's so great. Yeah. I want to go back really quickly to what, uh, Brian Weinstein from attendance bias brought up. And that's something we talk about a lot on the pod that Ruby Wade is one of the best song to quality jam batting averages mm-hmm. of any song in mm-hmm. 3.0 to 4.0. And I totally agree. Uh, Brian Storm said that it rivals everything's yep. right and set your soul free for sure. I think, you know, I, I, think, a, I, think I think a wave of hope is. And, and soul planet. Let's yes. not leave out the soul yeah. planet, everybody. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't wait for the, I hate to say it, but I don't, don't worry. Hate, somebody I, brought that I, up too. I don't hate <laughs> to say it. <laughs> I don't hate to say it. Actually. I am very much looking forward to the soul planet this weekend. Yes. And you know, it's going to be big now because wave of hope wasn't, it was wave of hope was great, but mm-hmm. I thought it was definitely going to, when they went into that, that that was going to be like the big dicks wave of hope. But, um, well, but I was, no, it's 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 okay. You're going to get the Soul Planet, so it'll be yeah. great. <laughs> I was I was in, I was in Hartford, and I I will confess when Wave of Hope started, they uh, I, I didn't actually know what it was at first. I had to I had to ask someone. I, I think it opened the second set in Hartford, yeah. and it's um, it's an extraordinary version. You know, I I really didn't even know the song, and I was moving and grooving so hard, uh, which just, you know, speaks to the quality of the songwriting still, you know, after all of this time, we're still getting all of this great new music. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I, I mean, was there too we- and, and it's, you know, it, it, I listened back to that wave of hope probably as much as anything this summer. And it's funny thinking mm-hmm. back to, you know, a lot of my highlights and I, I, you know, I'd like to make a little playlist of my uh, tour highlights along the way. And, just about all of them have been debuted since, you know, 2017 or more recent. And it just, again, goes to show you, A, that they're still writing great music, but B, they're playing 
phenomenal music as well. And, you know, sometimes songs come on and a lot of new songs, I don't care what year, what era, you know, a lot of people like to grow. No, it's not the classics, but, you know, they, they make sure that you're going to like these songs, going back to these batting at the high batting average, you know, set your soul free. Wasn't everybody's favorite when it uh, first debuted. I loved it, but wasn't everybody same with everything's right. Again, I love that song, but maybe not everybody. Mm -hmm. But now when they play these songs and tonight's huge 30 minute soul planet, you know, one of those <laughs> where, where they start 40, going, 40, 40. Instead of the maybe groans, you know, people kind of look at each other and go, all right, lock in. Well, it's really yeah, fun. It's it, like the ultimate troll. Mm -hmm. in, in Philly, I was with my with my friend Marianne, and and I know how she feels about Soul Planet. And it started, and I was next. I was dancing next to her, and I just was like, you know, singing to her and singing it to it, singing it to her as it started. Um, and I was like, you know, you you know, you love it. Like it's okay. Just 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 give in. Just love it. A lot of people talk about right, like the the Christian rock dad vibe yes. of like everything's right, and you know, set your soul free and Soul Planet and all of that. But so what? Like, don't you all need a little positivity and uplifting in your life? It's so well, like well, like Shermuth is saying, the dad rock brings out the evil, That's and right. it's true. That's right. You know it, what he's saying a, here too is that a, you know, Kareem and, and Ghost are often going major key bliss jams. And then you've got mm -hmm. set your soul free and soul planet and they're going to get evil and dissonant. Mm -hmm. I think that's so true. And like so you're spot saying, on. Ryan, it's the church of Trey. So, you know, we're, I'm all, in. we're, we're all in. We're I'm all in. The, you know, the, the ocean is love. The ocean is love. <laughs> you know, uh, love will carry us through. Like, thanks for all of the affirmations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need them. Well, thanks I just wanted to shout out before we finish this set off. The Piper, I thought, had great energetic oh, yeah. peaks. I know Jonathan commented on that here in our feed. And just an awesome, great Piper. Beautiful hood. And I am always here for the howling. This jam had legs on oh. it. I thought it was going to keep going. Mm -hmm. But I love this song. They love playing it. It's fucking fun to dance to this song. So it's I'm here for the howling. We have a 2001 now. Exactly. It's, I'm, not it's 2001. I'm not saying it could be replaced. But uh, it really is just that. Six, seven minute, just dance party. Everybody has their heads down. But yeah, yeah. I just want to mention going back to Brian. I think, you know, my hot one highlight of set two was that Piper. We don't, mm. you know, the last few great Pipers of late, thinking of last year's Chula or this year's earlier MSG or, you know, mm. these monstrous, just more dissonant alien explosions. I think .NET ex <laughs> uh, describes the Chula one from fall tour as the Nightmare on Elm Street Piper, maybe. Yeah, and, uh, so good. And, That's I mean, so good. It was so creepy. Good. Yeah. It was more energy, rocking, melodic, and uh, it was just a great way to cap off a set. And I, I'm pretty sure that it's the first time that Piper has ever closed any set. So just, again, throwing a curveball into the set list. I mean, they're just continuing to do this in a way that's so exciting and keeping us on our toes. Okay, I really want to get into night two because oh. what a night. And before we do that, I want to just really quickly shout out our sponsor, Sunset Lake CBD. You guys know them. You love them. Their line of smokable hemp products are for the old deadhead or the young fish fan or the naked guy, dicks, anybody searching for a mellow body high. Smoking CBD is all the benefits of high THC cannabis without the paranoid and anxious side effects. They've got nine different strains from this year's harvest. So there's something for everyone. Wine Haze is awesome for an outdoor show like Dick's and Cherry Abacus is best for the end of the night. 
All of the flower is grown, cured, and trimmed by Sunset Lake CBD farmers. And you know they have a really great farm-to-table approach, so they're shipping their products directly from the farm to you, and you're going to get them really fast and really great pricing on shipping. So check them out at sunsetlakecbd.com. You can use a coupon code HFPOD. You're going to get 20% off everything. So that's sunsetlakecbd.com, Farber-owned, Vermont-grown. Let's get into this. This show... Whoa, I was texting with friends. I was getting texts at like 11.30 at night, Eastern time saying, we're still delayed. What's going on? And then it's so funny to wake up this morning and see that this show already has a really high rating on fish.net. For one set show, it's like 4.34 already. So I'm so excited to hear about it. Really quickly, maybe fill us in on what was the vibes were going in. Oh, it was beautiful. Like it was, it wasn't that hot. I mean, it was hot, but you know, there was a breeze and there was like the beautiful cloud sunset over, you know, I went down, I had, we stayed in the stands last night. Um, I had a floor, so I got my wristband at night. So I was able to wander around a lot. We had a spot that I could go just enjoy the music by myself somewhere in the middle of the sea of people on the floor when I wanted. And it was, you know, relaxed. And I met, I'm staying with friends who live in California and all of their California friends showed up. And so it wasn't my usual crew, but it was nice. And I ran some errands and went and said hi to people, you know, a friend who was pretty close up front and another friend in another section of the stands. And then I'm sitting there and I was like, Ooh, look, that's lightning. And so I pulled up my phone and, you know, the, the service inside is really difficult, right? It's hard to, when there's just not enough bandwidth for everybody, but I got the weather channel on and there was nothing on the radar, nothing and nothing, nothing, nothing. There was nothing on the radar. And so I was like, okay, well maybe that's heat lightning. You know, maybe it's, it's pretty hot. And I was like, I don't remember from when I lived here, if they get heat lightning here, but, and then I saw them start to cover everything on the stage and And I was like with a group of people and I looked at all of them and I thought, is this going to be like herding cats? And so I just told my, my friend's husband, I'm going upstairs. And I got a poster last night, like at PS, this is probably a secret. Oh, I'm not, I'm going to tell everyone. (laughs) So every night this tour, if you don't get a poster and you don't want to wait in line, they have been dropping a stack of posters uh, around doors. And so last night after I was inside, I went to go to the bathroom and I saw people walking by with posters and I was like, what's happening there? And so I was able to get a poster at like 7.15. So in case you're looking for a poster when you get want to get in the wow, show. Wow, inside scoop. Yeah, that's, that's three times this summer I've gotten a poster that way. Um, but anyway, so I had a poster and I knew that I didn't want to be in the rain. And so I bolted from the group and just, I was like, I need a spot. I know I'm going to need a spot. We're going to have to wait this out somewhere. And then they started making the announcement that everybody had to get off the floor. And, I, you know, they have our safety in mind first. And so I know that if I know it's serious if that's if that's the case. Um, but it took a while. And then I was like, what are all the people in the front going to do? Like they've been there yeah. for a while and. you know, it's really valuable real estate and this is going to be hard for people to, to leave. But then they literally pushed everyone out. They had like a big giant wire or something and like all of the security and they pushed everyone off the floor. Wow. And so like everyone else had the show started on time, I would have 
time to my party favors. Exactly right. <laughs> and exactly right. And so, you know, I knew I had to get to a spot. I knew I was going to need a spot to ride <laughs> it out. I was worried about I, those people. I, I couldn't. I was those people and everyone was those people. <laughs> everyone was walking around going, wow, you know, I timed my drugs really great for the show. <laughs> It's so, so funny. But it was fine. Some people went to their cars. I think I never did. I just hung out by the 80. I was, we were already in the stand. So I just went up to the top of my section and hung behind where the ADA was and, and met some nice people who were also in my situation. And so we teamed up because I, I, I was never going to find my friends. Every time you tried to move in there, it was like the most, yeah. it was, I'm pretty good at moving through the crowd. I, I you know, it's a, it's an acquired skill set, you know? And so, but it was, it was difficult, but, um, yeah. And watching them clear off the floor was crazy. I was so glad they did, you know, everyone needs to be safe. Uh, and so we waited and we waited some more and then we watched, uh, the naked guy, you know, at least he had boots. At least he had some boots. Uh, but you know, kudos to him. Like, why not? It was entertaining. Um, except for the oh my God, Matt, where were you during the uh, during this whole? Oh my goodness, I was also in the stand. So at Dick's every night, we're always in the same place, section one twenty one, one twenty two. I was in one twenty three, uh, close. Yeah, to yeah, we're like, oh, you were so close. Yeah, exactly. And like four rows up, and same thing, Jen. Because the lightning really didn't start. I think what you know, part of the issue with the the timing of everybody's favors was that first thing of lightning. I don't think. I don't think I saw it until eight o'clock, five after, which was, you know, close to when the band was coming on. So it really was just poor timing with the weather and all. But yeah, it was one of those. We're at Dick's and, you know, we've gotten lucky with weather before my friends and I, and we were just sitting there relaxed, hands just ah, any minute now and lightning in the back corner. I look at my buddy, I go, Kellen, was that lightning? He goes, nah, that was the, that was the stage. (laughs) That was the stage. And like out of a movie, right after I say that, it goes, and I'm like, up, oh. but oh, yeah, no. like Jen mentioned, uh, you know, we were, we stayed in our seats and then when the announcement came on to everybody had to leave, you know, half the place left, half stayed and we weren't sure what to do. We were sticking it out. Rain was starting to come in harder. And I go, I was like, all right, guys, I'm going to, you know, go to the men's room. I'll be right back. I go to the men's room. And before I can leave the men's room, Dozens, and when I say dozens, I mean a hundred uh, men, women come storming in. Mm-hmm. I peek outside, and the, it is raining sideways. Mm-hmm. And I was, oh my gosh, you know, I guess it was a lucky window, but uh, so we stay. I stayed in there, uh, met up with a few uh, familiar faces, and I I could not tell you how long we were in there. It could have been thirty minutes, could have been forty, but. I got wow. out because, as Jen mentioned, you know, phone service at Dick's is non non-existent, and I was separated from my group because there yeah, is. Yeah, that's hard. Right? And uh, you know, when the storm it's like the 90s again. passed, yeah, I oh gosh, uh, the uh, it usually works out. It, 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 it worked. It, it worked out then. It yeah. it, it worked out. When I, I left. Yeah. I when the rain subsided, I walked out, and my friends were troopers. They we were standing there in the pouring rain the entire time, and you know, eventually, uh, people started to fill back in when the rain stopped, and 
you know, when Jen mentioned uh, the crew came in and covered the instruments, the band, the sets, the rigs, everything, and people went, oh, no. But when the uh, crew went back on and took it off, it was game on. And we we had some friends yeah. that went back to their car and, you know, we were on the phone. They're taking they're taking the uh, the uh, covers off. They go, are you serious? And they start. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it was, yeah. Again, just like keep we saying it, but it was kind of like, all right, like game on, like, let's get yeah. it. And, uh, you know, from the music, they certainly uh, made up for any lost time. Well, I was texting with Brian this morning and he said they they actually started playing when the lights were still on. Just pretty cool. <laughs> that's that's right. I, yeah. It, so well, cool. I, because I I had positioned myself to be in a spot with the breeze and everything too. You know, like it, it gets yeah. pretty steamy undercover. I could see when that happened, and all of the front floor people had just gone up to like 105, 104, you know, and like waited. Like they didn't go all the way up. They just like yeah. waited. And then as soon as I start saw that group of people i was like okay the show's happening again right. the rail riders know they know what's happening i mean it was crazy like to see all of like the blank you know the blankets and the tarps and everything you know people bring duct tape great yeah great idea and uh you know you could see like i have some pictures of it like just of like the empty floor mm-hmm. with those like, pictures are awesome i've seen some online it's amazing yeah it was, it was crazy well let's get into the music because wow, I think this set is tremendous. And it really, it's reminding me of just our discussion after Pine Knob and how Fish has gotten so much better at these one set shows. And Brian said that he thought it was because of Mexico and these, you know, initial one set shows they're doing. And I think that this is a perfect example of how you absolutely nail a one set show. I mean, 100%. Talk Uh, about flow. A a zillion percent. Incredible set list construction, just (laughs) incredible playing throughout, totally inspired. And to come out with Karini, which obviously an amazing nod to the naked guy and also just just a monster like get the crowd i mean the roaring of the crowd was unreal even on the recording so i can't even imagine what it's like being there yeah love the naked guy you know what i mean like like good for you naked guy like and (laughs) and you know and then you get a whole so the whole show is really about the naked guy because he gets the shout out in karini um yeah, you know, another naked dude. Isn't that funny how that happens all the time when Karini is around? There's always naked dudes. Uh-huh. When, <laughs> you know, it's if that's it's, what it takes for Karini to come I, out. I, I guess I'm here I'm, for it. I mean, at every Grateful Dead show I ever went to, there was always a naked guy. Always, Same. yeah, a- always. And no, but harmless. Like it's okay. Like as long as you're just keeping to yourself, I understand the desire to take off all of your clothes, you, you know, and dance to the music and feel free. But to run in front of, you know, 25,000 people and dance around just in your boots. Two thumbs up, naked guy, whoever you are. (laughs) Two thumbs up. We salute you. I mean, I think what Shermuth is saying is that it was a super memorable show. And it seems like that is what I've been hearing from all of my friends too, is that not only was the music amazing, but just when something like that happens, it's, it just, it creates something that you're never going to forget, right? This right. time when, you know, my friend was texting me, like, we're under this tin roof in Lightning. There's people are doing the wave and it's just. People like, are doing the wave. I'm, I'm I have some videos of that this. too. People right? are doing the wave. Yeah. I have yeah. some videos of that too. It's hysterical. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so. a bond. It's a bonding moment, right? Because, right, Fish is about the music. I get that. And and it's the core of it. But it's also about all of the shared experience. Right. And so exactly. I was at Polaris 2000 when the, there was, we found out after the show that 
tornado touchdown, you know, and mm-hmm. they played for three songs and then they had to stop the show and covered everything up. And I was in the pavilion and got drenched. And then they came back out and just ripped a huge second set. And I, I think it, you know, there's a lot of potential when something crazy and unexpected happens like that. It really elevates the whole the whole experience. And now we can all talk about where we were when it happened and what did you do exactly. and where did you go and how was your situation with your perfectly timed everything for that, for that first set that never <laughs> happened. Exactly. Oh, I love it. Okay. So I thought this Karini was gorgeous. They sound hungry and riled up and it just right away, they launch into this beautiful space and went into the kind of uplifting riffs that Trey's been doing all weekend. Um, maybe I'll tour. Trey's just feeling really happy. His jams seem really positive. Um, and his tone really stood out to me again. But what were your highlights from this set? Matt, do you want to start us off? Yeah. Um, you know, like you mentioned, Karini really got to a great space, uh, pretty immediately, but it's a toss up for me either between. Yeah. I mean, there are so many highlights. The tube was great. I know. <laughs> it was beautiful. Tweezer was, you know, amazing. Uh, <laughs> I'm between the ghost, the ghost and the tweezer. I haven't listened back to, to either yet. Um, but I'll tell you the first thing when I woke up, I just had that little tweezer, the bump, 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 bump jam that they, uh, Mm -hmm. riffed on. Tweezer's amazing. I I woke up and just had that just looped in my head. I went, Oh my gosh, it's going to be in my head until I listen to this five more times. And so I think I got (laughs) to go with that tweezer just because of that simple, but so it, it's an earworm. Uh, the tweezer was amazing, but uh, you know the ghost too to come out of a you know Karini. You enjoy myself, ghost. It was just oh my gosh! What I mean, is what to be, to be playing with the quality too? You know they weren't just playing quick versions, but uh, I gotta go with I gotta go with the tweezer. Do it. And tweezer's Ooh. been you know tweezer's been great all year, but. Uh, Tweezers been great all of the years. (laughs) All of the years. It's so funky, this jam, too. It sounds composed. You know, it immediately gets to a spot where it sounds like a song that they've written, which I think is so cool. They sound super locked in. And I think this is another case for my argument that jams don't have to be 30 minutes to be amazing because this is an awesome jam. Well, I I think having it in a – you know, 30 minutes is great, right? There's a lot of exploration in it. But I think there's some just really – well-executed musicianship some sometimes when Agreed. it's more when it's more compact and you know uh reba is is always like on my always like the, i have a small list of things i always want to hear mm-hmm. uh you know reba fluffhead lizards and tweezer and so you know that was fantastic last <laughs> night and i i was with my friends and reba came on and i I have a, you know, that was the first fish song that I really, really, really loved. And so I just escaped and I didn't tell anybody. And I went off to to a spot on the floor, tray side, and just like was in a crowd. And it was really nice to, um, to know that everyone was around and I was surrounded by all great people, but to have some time alone with the music, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, you know, to not, to just be absorbing the music, um, you know, without regard to whatever was around you uh you know and then um I I don't know the ghost was pretty extraordinary too and the drop my I think my favorite moment actually of the whole set was when they dropped into what's the use after teaser 
Yes. You know, that's the first time it was ever been done. It was really? really? Yeah, it's come out of Twee Prize, but never actually. It seems like such a natural landing pad. Right? It really does. It's just um, such a beautiful... Right. I think that I talked about this the last time I talked to you, Megan, right? Like everyone's pretty hyper-focused on the boner jams, right? Like like the big, (laughs) the big disease and like, you know, the big Mike song. And, and I love all of that sort of the Karini, but everybody loves dicks. It's okay. Everybody loves dicks. Everybody likes, everybody likes those big dick boner jams, but the, what's the use is maybe one of, maybe fish is prettiest song. Uh, One of my top five fish songs. It's so yeah, and I'll I'll shout out. I'm here uh, on a girls' weekend. My husband and I usually do fish together, and I would like to to just say because I know he'll listen later. Thanks, Dave. Uh, mm-hmm. Because during what's the use that made me think of my husband? You know, it's just such a a pretty song, and um, I, I think that was probably my my favorite moment. Although, you know, pebbles and marbles for the encore. Oh, yeah, so it was nice. like a big heartwarming feeling to have that happen as, as the encore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole thing was fantastic. I, I, of course it was going to be uh, where it dicks. And then the whole, <laughs> then the whole lightning delay situation and clearing the floor was like the craziest thing. And so of course the show is going to be great. I, one thing I, I, they pulled out, they've pulled out a lot of the heavy hitters already mm-hmm. and, and we're only two nights in. You know, like there's already been a disease. Yeah. There's already been a sand. There's already been a chalk dust. There's already been a tweezer. There's already been a tube. There's already we're, been a Reba. There's already, there's already been a Karini. You know, it's, it's just been uh, one really blissful song after another. And they did Yam with the back into the jam after the vocal mm-hmm. jam. This is the sixth time now they have done that ever since the Rock Lidditz show. So it seems mm-hmm. like that is... That's the way Yem is now, which is it's like Axilla Part Two. It's here to stay. Yeah, yeah. I really love both of those things. And I Mm -hmm. think you know, just speaking the last night as a whole in terms of flow, you know, a lot of people this summer may have, uh, you know, people are saying on on the forums that maybe some you know second sets may have lost a little bit of energy towards the end or didn't feel as connected and. You know, between uh, night one, second set, and all of last night, I think that both nights have just, there's been great, great flow. And, you know, earlier to what you were saying, Megan, about these one set shows, uh, you know, it, they needed to play that Fenway show in 19 to really figure out how to do yeah. it. How did you? I was there. I was there. Yeah, I, I was not. Uh, uh, I was not. I was there. I was there. Were, yeah. And, uh, you know, you, and, you and you are correct. Yeah, I was. It, it's like they they tried to fit in a whole show's worth, two sets worth of shows, in, you know, an hour and a half, and mm-hmm. you know, may, it might not have worked out. But between those Mexico sets that you mentioned that they're now doing, mm-hmm. that Pine Knob really mm-hmm. uh, kind of brought it all together. And now, you know, I think last night we finally saw really that fruition of what you know can happen because I feel like. Too, when you hear it like, oh, it's just one set that might bring people down, but oh no, we're gonna get a reason for last night. There's no reason to. Fine. So you don't want me to have to like you don't want me to you wanna fall outside of that sort of you know, the sets 
often, not always, but often have a structure, you know? Yeah. And I think probably the band has a rhythm with it, of course, you right. know, and, and, and what they're feeling and what they decide to play in the moment. And so from a creative perspective to force them also to just mm-hmm. put it all together and not have that usual sort of, you know, ebb and flow of the, of the set, you know, whatever the second set, uh, you know, ballad is, if it's mm-hmm. miss, if it's miss you or, or something, you know, like that. So it's, I think it challenged, challenges them creatively and they clearly came ready to play. The other thing I, the other thing is when I, when I met a fish show, I was with two people last night who were at their first fish show. Uh, my, my, my friend's friend brought his girlfriend for the first time. And then, um, another friend who lives here in Denver of my friends brought his girlfriend for the first time. And, so, you know, that's a pretty fun fish experience to have uh, as as your first show, but to watch them and to talk to them after. And one of the one of the people, one of the women was totally sober, uh, you know, is is completely sober. And she was like, I can't believe how much joy there is here. Yeah. She, and and, you know, so um, for someone to come and, and to pick that up immediately uh, it, it speaks a lot to the, to the whole scene and, and the production. Uh, when I go to fish, I, you know, I see a fair amount of concerts, not real big. I don't really do a lot of, you know, big shows other than fish. I just do local stuff, but just the production of it is just like shout out to the crew and everybody who runs the sound and Kuroda and his, like the, mm-hmm. the, 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 now that they can have the full light set up because we're at Dick's and it can handle it a lot this summer, uh, most of the most of the venues that I saw fish at couldn't handle the full the weight, I guess, of the full light rig. Uh, so you're here at Dick's, and it is you know it's like really being beamed up um, into outer space. You know, it's yeah. So thanks to everybody who who does who contributes to making it happen for us. Because I also feel like they could just come and play, and we would still all come play, and they make it so nice for us. Like the extra effort. Uh, that they go through to make it a really it, beyond just going to a concert. I'm really grateful for it. You can definitely, yeah. you can definitely sense it. Yeah. They know what it takes to get rabid fans and uh, it's a mutual relationship for sure. And and I appreciate it for sure. Um, yeah. I would say my highlight from the set was definitely probably the tweezer. What's the use. Mm-hmm. But I also think this whole set is incredible. And it's one of those sets that I'll go back and just press play and won't stop. Just listen to the whole thing. It's a phenomenal show. Awesome story for those people that were there and just memorable for sure. And I also think we have to just say that Weekapog with no mics again. So I love it. A standalone, standalone Weekapog. There was. I saw that in Saint Santa Barbara last fall too. A, a micless Wickapog. It's getting out of control, people. Yeah, I saw at Great Woods. They also, you know, you're in Great Woods, which is pretty close to right. Weekapog, Rhode Island. So they did a standalone there, and then they played mics. I can't remember if it was the second night of Great I think Woods. The next night they did, yeah. You know, yeah. And so then you're like, what's going to happen after the mic song? Yikes. You know, it's so fun. Yeah, they're really keeping us on us tours. It's really fun. So before we end, we have to talk about the lasting highlight of the show. So that is, and I think we should do it for the two nights. So if there's something that you think maybe from each night that is kind of will you'll take away from, or just one night, whichever you want to do. This is brought to us by Free. Fans for Racial Equity seeks to build an anti-racist live music scene and promote liberation through racial equality in the world at large by activating the collective power of our community. 
by facilitating thoughtful engagement around race and its intersection with other issues, free empowers fans to challenge discrimination and systematic oppression wherever they see it. To get involved in Free's education, outreach, and community partnership programs, sign up to volunteer at fansforracialequity.org or share in the groove at the free table during a show. And they will also be at the lot today with HF Pod Live. So find them there. They'll be part of this conversation that's happening with the Mockingbird Foundation and the Public Philosophy Journal. So thank you, Free, for all you are doing. Okay, it's time to put you both on the spot. What do you think? What's the lasting moment? From these two nights, Jen. Uh, I'm going to pick two. I'm going to pick um, one from each night because I, you Do know, um, the ruby, the ruby waves don't doubt me from the first night. I can't stop thinking about it. Um, and last night, I'll pick the tweezer. What's the use? It was really a, just a perfect, um, a perfect pairing. It, a perfect pairing. Nice. Yeah, How about you, Matt? Uh, I was going to say, well, since Jen took both my highlights from each night. I, <laughs> I didn't take them. It's okay. We, sh- we can share. I'm happy yeah. to share. I'm happy to I share. Will, I will agree with that. But just for the sake of the listeners, I'll elaborate a little more and just add to that. The uh, night one Piper, again, just mm-hmm. that set closing, unexpected, um, and just high rocking and energy. I'm going to be listening to that one a lot. And then last night, I will go with the ghost. Again, just a oh, phenomenal also, version. Really yes. Was also, it 12, 13 minutes? I'm not even sure. But um, to what you were saying, we don't need those 20-minute jams, and that's a perfect example. Um, but the the little earworm that down, 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 now, now in the tweezer is going to Forever, forever and always. We, I, I never listen to the show after. I usually come back and put the Grateful Dead on. Right. I, you know, it's like I feel, you know, I need I need a, a transition time. But last night we came on, I put the Grateful Dead on, and my roommates were like, can we put the show on? Yeah. And so, <laughs> we, you know, we listened to the whole thing. I couldn't go to sleep until we listened to the whole thing yeah, again. That was but a yeah, little bit, that's awesome. A little bit that's of a awesome. cheat, but uh, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that tweezer was amazing. I'll go with the ghost and the tweezer. Yeah, the ghost Love it. was Love also that. extraordinary. I'm going to say uh, my pick for the first night for the sake of diversity is the two opening, the sand to down with mm-hmm. disease. I mean, mm-hmm. just what a way to start a run. I think that was when I was listening, it like woke me up. I was like, wow, this is, they're on fire right away. And I'm going to go really lazy and just say the whole set last night. You just got to listen to the whole thing. It's going to be remembered forever as this awesome night at Dick's when the naked guy came out and the floor was cleared and the tarps were left and they played a <sighs> fucking killer set so the whole the whole set the whole thing was so comical too i just can't you can't get over the bonding that happened in that in those you know underneath underneath the roof uh during that during the light during the lightning delay (laughs) so great well thank you both for getting up early um oh great saturday and Mm -hmm. joining me i was really thrilled to have you here yeah nice to meet you matt let's um, I'll, i'll look for you at the show i'm on the floor tonight I don't Perfect. know where you'll I'll be in the same same spot, 121, 120. 121. I'm gonna stop by and try to find you. Okay. I'll be right. I like I'll, I like to wander. We'll I'll say we you. can we can give a we can give a hug. It'd be nice oh. to be nice to no, hug. Wait. I got yep. a hug from Matt this summer. It's a good I got to hug Brian and Jonathan yesterday, which is really nice. Oh, Jonathan and I have followed each me. other on the internet for 
a decade, you know, and he's Rojay and I'm Rojenny. And so I know you guys are kind of, I am bonded (laughs) permanently to him, even though we just met yesterday. So well, if you see them, give them a hug for me. I will. And thank you for being so awesome and coming on the pod. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. It's really great. It's really great. Thanks guys. Bye. And thank you, everyone, for hanging with us. We're going to be back on Monday, and we're going to do a recap of tonight's show and Sunday night show. I'm going to have Alex Pulley on with me and also my friend, Lindsay Nichols. I'm very excited. So join us on Monday at 1 o'clock Eastern time. And thanks so much. Have a great day, everybody. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenged Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now.